This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 694, we know what the pros of podcasting are. We have all those great stories, but what is the biggest regret that you have from starting a podcast? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. And as I record this, it is the last episode of October 2019. And one of the things that I like to do, and can I kind of peel back the curtain for just a second? This still makes me wet my pants. When I look at you and go, hey, I need you to contribute to this episode, there's a part of me in my brain that goes, what if nobody answers? This could really blow up in your face. But I like to do a question of the month and ask you a question, and then you get to reply out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and you get to plug your website and plug your podcast, and then you answer the question, and we all learn together. And one of the things I do on the show is I normally open up the show with a because of my podcast story, and it features all the great things that happen because you have a podcast. And I'm going to do something I normally don't do on this show. I'm actually going to do a straight up rerun about, I'm going to guess about eight months ago, I did a, I believe it's two minutes. It's a two minute montage of the benefits of podcasting based on your feedback on people answering the question because of my podcast blank. So here are all the good things that happen because of your podcast. And my network of connections and the people that I know now and, and the resources I can pull from, it's, it, it's mind-blowing. I'm building relationships with people I never would have met otherwise. Getting email and meeting people from all over the world. And now this fall, they're sending me to Peru. I was able to get a dream trip to Lambeau Field and watch my beloved Green Bay Packers trounce the Chicago Bears. I got two full-day tours and uh, accommodations uh, for two nights in Quebec City. People from over 65 countries around the world come and check out what I have to say. The podcast has allowed me to improve my conversational skills. I got pitched to write a book. I wrote my first book. It's helped the new book that I'm writing on. It's helped my organization. I was recognized in public. There were people standing there waiting to meet me. They, they came from all over to meet me. My face is on the cover of a comic book that came out this week. And they gave us each a very sizable amount of money for us to go to spring training in Arizona. Over 222% they funded me. I raced in the Baja 1000. I would get free bottles of wine to try. Because of my podcast, someone got a job. I've done uh, done a few voiceover gigs. Uh, it's gotten me two jobs in which in the job interview, I just talked about the podcast. I'm a Microsoft MVP. So now they've actually hired me to do a second podcast for them. I'm now able to be an editor for Emerald City Productions. Yeah, I got an email from somebody at the, the uh, Nebraska Department of Labor. I have been approached by a nonprofit organization who wants to 
have me do videos and talk about my experiences. So because of my podcast, I start Monday. I'm in the category for the best multimedia for a personal finance blog. I got a call a couple of weeks ago from a PR agency. Offered me an opportunity to launch an online business. I've had help putting three television shows on the air. And now I work in media and communications for the federal government. It's brought all us brothers back together, like when we used to live under the same roof. So that's great. I get to sit down for two hours or a couple of hours a week with the kids. Every year. I get press passes to the College World Series. I've gone as a member of the press. I could have two media passes. Put the phone down, kind of jump in screaming for joy. I can't believe ABC has called my personal cell phone. Uh, you know, I was on this media list and uh, McAllen Scotch sent a Maserati to pick me up. And we're being invited as press to go to the filming of the 100th episode of The Blacklist in New York. And we've had some ridiculously large guests. Tony Shea. Seth Godin, John Bogenkamp on the Blacklist Exposed, General Halmore, Pat Waters. Pat, she is the Chief Human Resource Officer for LinkedIn. I've been very fortunate to be able to speak to some great NBA players. Jim Kuzes, he is the leadership expert. I met Burt Reynolds. Just last week when I suddenly found myself in the office of the Supreme Justice of the Norwegian Supreme Court. Rich Carlgaard, he's the publisher of Forbes. International opera singer Paul Groves introducing our show at Symphony Hall in Boston. Everybody who played softball in the Olympics for the United States, I probably had their phone number in my phone. We interviewed the creator. We interviewed the author that wrote the book that the show is based on. Actually met the author in person when he came here to Chicago for book tour. And then we interviewed basically the entire cast of season one. I have purpose now. I no longer feel bored or restless at home. I have a greater sense of purpose, direction. My podcast has been the most amazing business card ever. I'm starting to do some consulting. I have now just signed up my second client and created an entirely new stream of revenue for my business. I've built 6000 and landed a new client that will exceed $20,000 in annual revenue. And signed up for my $2,000 coaching program on the spot in five seconds. John, my co-host, has already billed more than $10,000. I was able to attribute and account for about $10 million gross that came to my real estate companies from podcast. I actually got a Fortune 500 multi-billion dollar client out of my podcast. I've been able to leave a career as a physician. Literally everything that I'm doing in my business is because of the podcast. Everything. Lives are being changed. Even though we've never met, but you've saved my life. Is that I was able to put together a decently successful Toys for Tots charity concert. I just wanted to really say thank you. Because if I had not discovered your podcast, then I know for a fact that the end of my life would be October 31st of this year. All right. So there you go. Those are the good things that have happened because of your podcast. And if you can answer that question, I'm always looking for that answer. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash uh, contact and you can actually record it there. If you've already recorded it, you can upload it there. I would love to hear it. And of course, don't forget to mention your website and your podcast. And that way you get a little promotion as well. But I go around and I, I am kind of the, I guess the Pied Piper. Do I want to be the Pied Piper of podcasting? 
I, I don't know, but I, I, I try to tell people to start a podcast. I find bloggers are the ones that really sometimes kind of frustrate me because I'll find a blog that just has phenomenal content. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. You should start a podcast. And they're kind of like, eh, I'm just a writer. And I'm like, really? Because that's like, isn't isn't your goal to to get your message out to the world? I mean, I can, you know, I could read your blog, but uh, I could listen to it on the way to work if it was a podcast. And how do you do a dramatic pause on a blog? And how are you sarcastic on a blog? And so what I wanted to do was reach out to you and say, like, what's the worst thing that happened? Because there are times when you're not sure if you should make a decision or not. And you kind of go, you know what? What's the worst thing that could happen? I could fail and have this blow up in my face. And even if you do that as a podcaster, I look at that and go, ooh, that's a really good story that you can use later. I mean, the worst thing that could happen might be, ah, I bought a $60 microphone and now it's sitting in a drawer in my desk. No, it's not. Sell it on eBay. So I reached out to you and said, look, what's the worst thing that has happened to you because of your podcast? Do you have any regrets? And thankfully, you reached back out, and here are some of the worst things that have happened because of a podcast. Hey, hey, this is Dan from Podcaster's Kit. I will say the worst thing that has occurred since starting my dream podcast is I used to have this dreaded feeling of, man, am I ever going to start it? And now I have this dreaded feeling of, I got to get another one out. I got to figure out how to be consistent. So now I have this new love, which is a positive thing. Actually adding a new thing to juggle in the course of the day, the course of all the things that we do. So I think that I have merely transferred this deep desire and angst about, am I ever going to be able to do it to finally taking action now? The new feeling is, oh, I have to get another one out. I've got to get it going so that I have a library of stories for people to listen to. Thank you, Dan. That's very similar to what Clay said. Hey, Dave Jackson, uh, the Dave Jackson. This is Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast, calling in for your question of the month. The worst thing about podcasting is I have to keep podcasting. I am addicted to this stupid thing. I can't stop. I haven't made a podcast in like three weeks because I'm, my life is, is too busy and I'm obsessed in my head with planning my next like four shows. So I've got like four shows in my head ready to go. Last week, my computer crashed. I lost all my files. So I've got to kind of start over again. So I haven't had one out, but it's given me anxiety that I haven't put one out. So the worst thing about podcasting, the worst thing that happened to me because of my podcast is I have to keep making this freaking thing and I just can't take it anymore. I had enough, but I'm going to keep doing it because I'm jonesing to hear my own voice over and over and over again. Anyway, Dave, love what you do. Love the school of podcasting. Glad that we're friendly. And again, this is Clay, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, the Fish Nerds Podcast, where we talk about fish, fishing, and eating fish. All right. See you later, Dave. Thank you, Clay. And of course, I'll have links to everybody's show 
out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 694. And we brought this kind of topic up at the School of Podcasting. And I know Jason from the Ankylosing Spondylitis, say that three times fast, who recently was on the podcast review show. Find that at podcastreviewshow.com if you're looking for some honest, constructive criticism as well as some powerful praise for your podcast. Check that out at podcastreviewshow.com. He said, I don't really have a negative thing for my podcast. And that's very similar to my buddy Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. Hi, Dave. It's Craig here from Inglaeus Podcast answering your question of the month for October. I'm with you on this. I don't have any regrets. I can't think of one negative thing that podcasting's brought me over the years. It's only brought me pleasure, satisfaction, and some wonderful friends. Uh, One thing that does occur to me from time to time, I ask myself if the time I spend podcasting, which is probably four to six hours a week, something like that, would be better spent on other areas of my business because the podcast is connected to my business. And that's something for me, at least, that's hard to measure. Would I be earning more money if I spent that time on something else like creating a product or marketing or something similar. But it's not always about the money. And podcasting is the single most enjoyable thing I do each week. So I'm not planning to stop anytime soon, even though the money I earn from it is negligible. So you're going to have to pry my microphone from my cold, dead hands. Thank you, Craig. Next up, we have Jonathan, who went out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and used the phone option. Hi, Dave. This is Jonathan Bloom of Weekly Awesome. I was kind of thinking about the the biggest thing about podcasting. I would say it's the time required. is one of those that if I had known beforehand, there's a part of me that probably wouldn't have done it. But on the other hand, it's the joy that comes from it. But I would say that is definitely one of those things that at the end of the day, there are days like, is this all worth it? Is there a reason I'm doing this with all this time that goes into it? Of course, on my, because of my podcast, there is a reason for it, but it is in the back of my mind whenever I'm recording and taking time and I've got my friends who are watching Netflix or playing games or they're having a fun time. Like I'm at home editing or recording or planning. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Jonathan. Hi, Dave. Long time, well, medium time listener, first time caller. I'm Doug Payton from the award-winning Consider This podcast at ctpodcasting.com. You asked about the negative side of podcasting. The easiest answer is, in my opinion, the haters. I do a personal podcast about politics, and these days that draws in many more of them than usual. Fortunately, I have not had to deal with many of them, which means either I'm presenting my views even-handedly or I'm too obscure. Anyway, years ago, I did get a scare once on another podcast I co-hosted for the TV show Person of Interest. After one particular episode, we got some very negative feedback about the TV show in general, and it was negative toward us for covering it positively. In our episode, we acknowledged that, yes, some of their criticism of the show was right, but we really disagreed with their overall assessment of it. Some days after the episode was released, Both my co-host and I, he in Oklahoma and me in Georgia, got pizza deliveries that we didn't order and which hadn't been paid for yet. We just turned them away so no cost to us, but it did shake me up a bit. This wasn't doxing exactly, where, you know, someone puts your personal information out more publicly, 
But I did move my domain name over to a service that hides your contact information. So yes, sometimes there is a downside, but there's been way more upside for me. Thank you, Doug. And in the words of the great philosopher T. Swift, sometimes you just got to shake it off. Shake it off. This next one is a little special. Had to do some little trickery. In this case, I did this in Isotope RX-7, which is a super expensive software that you absolutely do not need to buy. So this is a case of do not do as I say or do. Because I don't want people going, oh, yeah, I just spent $1,000 on a piece of software. But this is how I slowed this down because they didn't want to be identified. They're really nervous about this regret. So with that, I give you mystery person number one. I have a really bad memory for names and faces. But a lot of people recognize my voice and they think they know me. And they introduce themselves to me and I don't remember them the next time I see them. So people know my secret. I find this really embarrassing. This is my one regret in podcasting. Thank you so much for sending that in. Can I tell you that there are a ton of people listening right now that went, I am horrible with names. I know for me, I there's nothing worse feeling than going up to somebody and they go, hey, Dave, it's uh, whatever. It's Steve. And I go, Steve, so great to meet you. And Steve looks at me and goes, yeah, we met at Podcast Movement about three months ago. And I go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you now. And I'm like, oh, that's mildly embarrassing. And for me, I think that why I I don't lose sleep over that, and that doesn't mean the fact that you do is, is I, again, we're not judging here, but this is one of the things you need to keep in mind. Your audience knows, likes, and trusts you. They they do. And they realize that there is one of you and many of them. And so it's hard to remember everyone's name and things of that nature. So the other one I thought that was interesting that came up a lot was time. And that is absolutely true. Podcasting is going to take more time than you thought it was going to. And I want to point you over to back in the day. This was, uh, let's see, can I see when this was? April of this year. Episode number 667. 667, The Neighbor of the Beast, uh, is um, a show I did called Focus is more important than microphones. And I kind of, it's not really podcasting. It's not about microphones and bandwidth and things like that. It's about how to get more done with what you have. And if somebody said, what is the the thing that sometimes I go, it's the time thing. Because I love, my DNA is I love to help people. And so I will focus on my podcasting because I'm helping people. And there are times that that then puts my actual health, not at risk. I'm not going to like drop dead, but I, in 2019, I set a record for a new uh, maximum weight, which I'm glad to say this week I lost two pounds. So I'm back on that. And sometimes your passion leads to you making two decisions that you're like, Oh, I'll fix that later or I'll do that. And you got to be careful with that. So when we're talking about relationships, whether that be your spouse or family or your job. I know a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I work on my podcast at work. Hopefully I won't get caught. That's not a good idea. So be very, very careful with that. It does take a lot of time, but I thought about this. When I was a musician, I spent – I'm still a musician. I just don't do it. I don't get paid. I'm not in a band. But I used to spend a lot of time 
practicing. I spent a lot of time driving to gigs, unloading, you know, and, and made almost like less than minimum wage. I mean, you, you end up making, cause I would make 50 bucks a gig. If I was lucky, there were seven guys in the band and on occasion I would make more, but many times it was 50 bucks and you're like, Hey, that's cool. Not bad. 50 bucks for four hours of work. And then you go, yeah, but there's, you know, again, practice gas, you, you make almost nothing, but that was something I loved to do. It was a passion of mine. And so sometimes you kind of go, eh, it takes up a lot of time. So does bowling. So does golfing. I know there are probably some serious golf widows right now that uh, maybe your spouse, maybe you're married to a man that goes golfing on the weekend and he leaves sometime in the morning and sometimes he gets back way later in the day. I think every hobby takes a lot of time. But the one thing that we didn't hear, we had one, one person say, you know, negativity. And I think it's funny in a way, I can probably quote you my one-star review was something like a bad show or a bad commercial for a bad show or a bad product or something like that. We all can quote the negative reviews, but as we heard, the positive far, and I mean like, can you put your hands, like stretch them out as far, far outweighs the negative. And I'm with Clay and Dan kind of said this, and that is, there are times when I have a hard time stopping thinking about podcasting. I think I'm always working on my next show. I think I'm always looking for uh, different aspects or, ooh, is this, a, is this a story? Is this an analogy I could use somehow in podcasting? So my brain is always kind of like, how can I use this to help you understand a topic or to make my podcast more entertaining? So I'm kind of always on. And again, that sounds horrible in a way like, oh, he's always working, but I love this. So it's not work. My sister-in-law does not understand that. I love my sister-in-law. She's a sweetheart, but she's like, you know, you need to leave your office every now and then. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm having a lot of fun and I'm doing what I love. I'm helping people. And so that's easy for me to say. Also, by the way, no wife, no kids, no pets. So I could sit in here all day and be happy as a clam. Now, why do we say that? Are we actually for sure certain that clams are happy? You know, like, is there a smile on their face? Maybe a little bit. Anyway, so my point being is, as I look at the calendar and we're saying goodbye to October 2019, if you want to start a show in 2020, now is the time to really go, all right, I'm jumping in the pool. Dave is sitting there waiting to catch me. I'm not going to drown. The worst thing that could happen is I buy a microphone for 60 bucks and I sell it on eBay for 30. I'm at 30 bucks, but I got a great question or a great question. I got a great story to tell and I'm going to jump in and do that. Now, the reason I say that is in December, uh, Apple takes off in some cases the last half of December. And you may not know this, but when you start a podcast, it doesn't just mysteriously show up in Apple Podcasts. And that doesn't matter if you're using Libsyn or Blueberry or Podbean or whoever. You actually create your podcast and you have to submit it for approval. So 
even though you create an episode and let's let's say I work for Libsyn, by the way, L-I-B-S-Y-N, it's short for liberated syndication. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month at Libsyn.com. And so let's say you go into Libsyn and you fill out all your show information and then you upload an episode. It doesn't just like mysteriously show up in Apple. You have to submit it to Apple and to Google and to all the other places. In fact, if you're at DC PodFest, I'm talking about that. What are the best places to list your show? And so that is something you have to do. And that takes a little bit of time. And that's why the best time to start a podcast was back in 2004. The second best time to start your podcast is right now. <laughs> do it. Honest to goodness, I hear so many people like Arnie was saying how he, he sat on his microphone and then he he kind of pod fade or whatever. Again, those aren't mistakes. They're not. Feels like a mistake, but you learn something. So I hope you found this episode interesting. And I'm going to switch gears now for November's question of the month. Because we already know what December's is. If you're if you're already thinking about this, December is going to be what is your absolute, if you could only listen to one podcast, what's your favorite and why? So that's coming in December. So you don't have to answer that one now, uh, but be be chewing on that a little bit. And I'm using November's, and this is a weird question. Can I just say it's weird? Sure, I can. In fact, let's say it again. It's weird. But here's why. A friend of mine, Richard Jassome, was my very first absolute like real job out of college boss. And if somebody said, Dave, you have a great attitude or Dave, this is a guy that inspired me. He was the CEO of my company and he was the guy that had literally an open door policy. And I was the weird guy that would actually go in and sit down and just chat with the CEO. And I looked in and he had all these books around his office. And I said, dude, Yes, I actually did say dude to the CEO because I was all of, I don't know, 24, maybe 26. I go, did you read all these books? And he goes, yeah. He goes, not maybe always page to page, but a big chunk of them. And he goes, you know, you don't have to go to college to get an education. And the corporate environment there had these big, giant yellow signs like neon yellow with big, giant black letters that said constant improvement. And that has always been my mantra was beat into me. And this is a guy that believed in me a ton. And I really appreciate that because I started off there as a copier technician and then he had a problem and he said, let's send Dave in to fix it. And I did. And then they're like, hey, we have a problem with uh, this stuff. Let's send Dave in to fix it. And by the, I was there for 10 years and they gave me four different jobs and they were all great and they all helped shape me. And finally getting to the question of the month is he would do a yearly review of every employee. He would send out a thing. Why? Because he wanted, he realized that this company had about 400 people. And he wanted to know what was going on in your neck of the woods because there were actually four different divisions. And so you would put in like, what are your quantifiable goals and all that other hoo-ha stuff. But the last question was always kind of a weird one. And he would simply say, and there weren't lines, there wasn't multiple choice. So I'm going to throw you this question. You ready? You're like, yes, Dave, please spit it out. What's bugging you? And that's all you're going to get. 
schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Answer it however you want. It can be as long as you want. It can be as short as you want. If somebody says, hey, what's bugging you? That's it. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question in uh, honor of Rich Jason, who actually did retire. He went on from my company to be the president of a local college because the dude was all about education. That was such a great fit. And so I uh, saw that news that he has retired. He's, I believe, 78 now. And that just made me think, I'm like, I'm throwing that out as the question of the month. What's bugging you? Answer it again. That's the whole point of this, is to not give you any direction. That's it. Three words. What's bugging you? Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And I will need that, he said, clicking on his calendar and wishing he had done a little show prep. By November 22nd, 2019, because that will come out November 25th. And I look forward to hearing those. That's what's kind of fun about that question. And if one of the things that is bugging you is the fact that you don't know where to start when it comes to starting a podcast, I've got a solution for you. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. What is the School of Podcasting? It is step-by-step tutorials from everything on how to plan your podcast. That is a really important one, by the way how to build your own website, how to pick and plug in your equipment, how to publish your podcast, how to launch it in all those directories, how to monetize if that's something what you're into, how to create great content, how to organize, everything is there. And if that's not enough, but wait, there's more. You get a private Facebook group so you can network with other people and live group coaching twice a month. But wait, there's even more. No, it's not Ginsu Knives. That's right. Every Thursday, unless I'm traveling someplace like DC PodFest, it's lunch with Dave. A half hour, again, just quick group coaching if you got a quick question, because I never, ever, ever want to hear that you've been beating your head against the wall. That's what the School of Podcasting is. You can check it out by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and I will see you next week. And we're going to be talking about, have you ever been in that boat where you're like, uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do on my podcast this week. I'm going to give you many, many tools to help you figure out what your next episode is going to be about and actually set up automation to give you ideas so you never run out of information for your show. If you want to subscribe to the show, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, and you'll get that episode the minute it is available. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. It's the last question. It's the last question. Well, I got so close. It's the last episode, Dave. Dang it.